Check this out. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to shut it for you real quick. Live in the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. Hey, don't roll it. Hit it downhill. With power, you're running straight downhill. You know where we're coming. And we know where y'all going to be lined up at. Now you just got to stop. I'm saying I'm better than you. It's the doctor, T.C. Martin. Peace mode is already inside of The doctor is now in. The beast is alive and well. We got plenty of beasts around here, don't we? Oh, yes, it is Thursday. And that means Thursday night football is upon us. The opening night of the National Football League. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston Texans. That's right. Football season is officially here. No preseason. Let's get right smack dab in the middle of the regular season. It starts tonight. We'll dive into that. TJ Reeves will join us live from Tampa. The Bucks sideline reporter and our guy on the bubble in the bubble. He will join us a little bit later on. We dive into that. Ballpark Frank in the house. What do you know, Ballpark? Well, I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling Arrowhead's not going to have the same home field advantage that it normally does. It doesn't. It won't. <laughs> it won't. Even though we are seeing more and more teams now come come out and say, hey, we're going to have some fans and we're going to limit it. Uh, we're seeing it with college football that uh, sounds like Clemson and Notre Dame, they're going to cap it at like 23,000. Both of those teams will be in action this uh, this weekend. And... Uh, NFL teams. There will be some NFL teams that will have between you know twenty and maybe twenty six thousand fans. I'm still so curious. We're, we're going to see it. Still curious to see if the Raiders at some point during the season amend what they've said with no fans all season long and maybe like the midway point or something if things slow down and and we see the digression and that like everybody hopes that that they still hope to at some point get fans in there because right now it looks like your best chance to see the new stadium might be to go there uh, for the election. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, right. they're, they're saying that's going to be a polling place, and even if you do a mail-in billet, you, ballot, you can fill it out and drop it off there. That's what I'm thinking about can doing. Can you pay for a tour there? I'm sure they, they have a tour. Are they even doing tours? I don't think they're doing tours right now, yeah. but, I mean, it's something that they might look at, but uh, yeah. I'm sure that they'd have to be very careful with the COVID and how many. And I, I, Can you social distance on a tour? Sure you can. Can you have people walk in? Will, what I'm saying is, will they actually say six feet apart while you're, they're taking the so tour? So the Lambeau Field has their tours, and I'm— I'm imagining those are still going on. I don't know, but you know they go 365 days a year at Lambeau, and they. Well, I know they Jerry cap- World has them as well. Yeah, there you go. And they've always, even pre-COVID, you know they they always cap the tours at 20 people, so you can do that. And then say if you want to do 50 percent of that, you could do that. But you know when you're touring, yeah, you could. Everyone's wearing a mask and you're walking along. I mean, no, I know you. Easy I know you can. I'm saying, will they? I, I don't see people on a tour making sure that there's six feet behind the person. But it's in front a tour. I mean, you're walking, so I would think right, that would be wa- so easy. Why? But oh. you're walking, and you know you're talking. Stand to behind the yellow line. You know you're talking to the person next to you or somebody else, and you're meeting people, and you're checking this and that out. They're not going to do social distancing on a tour. There's no way, no chance in hell. I mean, if you got a hundred people, like I hear what you're saying, but if you got twelve to twenty, people I don't care on a if tour, there's five people. They're not doing it. Oh, listen, stand behind the yellow line over there. Jeez, are you kidding me? Really? I think they would. Grocery stores. I'm really amazed at how the grocery stores now. I remember when COVID first hit, and people were real conscious, and they, you know, had the markings at the grocery store: stay back, stay back. I notice people. It's just like when I go to the airport, and I've talked to you about this before. The TSA stuff. People right on top of each other. Well, they're on top of them, and if somebody it's half time at COVID right now, is it, is it half time? If somebody does stay back, somebody else tries to cut in front of them. They do. And the one thing that people yeah. really don't do is follow those one way directions up and down the aisles. I didn't even notice that until this past weekend that at uh, Walmart you, they had well, they had one way. I had no idea they had one way. Does your wife do all the shopping? It's been like that for over a uh, month. I, I do all the shopping, my friend. You should know that, but I. Have never what, do you noticed? never look down? I, not really, <laughs> but I, but I did notice it. I in another city uh, that you know I was at last weekend in a Walmart, and I noticed that arrows going this way. And sure enough, 
I go, I really never noticed that before. And then I looked, and there enough, the chip aisle, guy's going the opposite way. He's going, you know, one way down the wrong way. You know what I mean? I, I go, no one's paying attention to that. So if they're not paying attention on tours, they're definitely not paying attention on grocery stores. They're not paying attention to the arrows. Do you pay attention to the arrows? I do. I'm a rule follower. Well, of course you are. You're not going to admit that you're not anyway. I try to pay attention to the arrows. unless I never like, noticed it. If it's right at the end where I'm getting I'm not going to walk all the way around in that. But but otherwise, I actually do, yes. I, I try to follow the rules. Yeah, I, I, I don't try think... to be conscious of okay. other people. When I'm done today, I'm going to go to my normal local grocery store. I don't think they have arrows. Now, everyone has whatever you call it, the patches, you know, when you check out, they have those six feet. I see that all, all the time. But at the grocery store, I don't think I've seen arrows. What the Walmart store? are the Walmart. When I was out of town, I saw arrows for the Albertsons, first time. Albertsons and Smith have had arrows yeah. around me for really a couple months now. Okay, get more steps in that. Way. Yeah, I don't go to those that he just mentioned. So maybe that's oh it. okay. Yeah, but occasionally I go to Smith. We go to Whole Foods. I've been in there. Oh, okay. This th- isn't yeah. your spot. No, that's Win- a, are that's we talking a- about Winco? <laughs> I'm going to find out what grocery store you're I'm a Vaughn's at. guy. Oh, Vaughn. That's like Albertsons. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're I don't see Vaughn's with, with arrows. Yeah, they got, they got I, the one by my house. I know there's one right um, right in the lakes area over there that definitely has arrows. Really? Yes. Okay, I'm going in today okay. to my neighborhood one. I'm, going, I'm looking for arrows. I want pictures. Yeah, I'll do that, too. Yeah. I'll do that. Because if they're not... What they, if they're they, listening they, right now? They're going to start getting the tape down right now. Sure. That's what's going to happen. You walk in there... Just laying a fresh coat down of the. Uh, yeah, this social arrows. distancing. I, I've been thinking a lot about this, you know, especially traveling and everything. It's like people aren't. They're not taking it serious. They're well, not. Well, and, and people are tired of it. They are literally tired of it. In the restaurants too, we see that they're tired of it. Well, they're totally tired of it. But but then there's also places you look at, and this is what kills me when people act like this is a, a red versus blue thing, a Democrat maybe, oh. when they try to make it political. Yeah. Did you know that Australia just re-shut down again? You can't go into Australia yes. right now. That's why Ashley Barty's not playing in the French Open. She wasn't here at the U.S. Open as well. So, I mean, there's places that are now doing lockdowns again that thought they had this thing beat. So while we're continue to take it not serious and act like it's not a thing, other places are locking down for a second time or something because it's come back to them. So it's just people do not respect this disease yet. Ashley Barty is playing or isn't playing? She's not playing. She's, okay. Is Billy Barty playing? Uh, Billy Barty is, is a figment of your imagination <laughs> or something that's not a tennis player, but <laughs> Ashley Barty was the defending French Open champion and one of the top players in the world. You know who Billy Barty is, though, right? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Quake, what music were you playing underneath uh, that? Vince McMahon's theme, No Chance in Hell. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to... Frank's question, are they going to follow right, 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 exactly. COVID procedures? There's your answer. And, and that's actually why I said no chance right. in hell that they're going to do it. I, I, I was All throwing right. you the oop, you know. There it is. All right, quick. Came As- five minutes late. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, assist Frank. That would be oop, there it yeah, is. exactly. <laughs> Miss layup over here by the quake. All right. You know, uh, hard for the big man to get off the ground. So do you know today, guys, <laughs> guys are, is this a historic day in sports? Do you guys realize that? This is historic. I know there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff, okay? This is the only day that I can remember, and it has to be the only day, period. has to be, that you have an NBA playoff game, an NHL Stanley Cup playoff game. What? An NFL game. What? College football game. What? Major League Baseball games galore. What? WNBA games. What? U.S. Open tennis. What? PGA Tour event. What? On the same day. Now, what am I missing? Cornhole? I'm sure there's cornhole going on as well, too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really have started to dominate cornhole. Good. <laughs> Armando will take you on in that. Armando? Ar- Armando Vasquez? Are you kidding me? Armando, you and I, head-to-head in the cornhole. VGK Frank can go ahead and put the referee jersey on just like you did with Ryan the hockey guy and Nick Nice. Frank, you can... Uh, let's take... Armando and I were playing for some food. Can I get a witness? Ar- Armando's boss likes to throw parties, and Armando and his one daughter kind of dominated and made a little bit of side cash on the corner. Really? Yes. Okay, so he's a professional. I'm not a professional, but that's yeah. okay. Maybe he'll spot me some oh, points. Oh, look at him backing down already. No, I'm going to take the challenge. Look at that, right off the I bat. No, because, I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Cornhole, you... Uh, don't need really a speck of athletic ability to do that. You just need. 
I'm good at cornhole. It's basically horseshoe and jarts only safer. I never really played this before. I kind of laughed at it. And of course, it's been a feature on Terrible Tuesday forever until I got invited to this this party one time, and I and I really enjoyed it. So I'm ready. You want to set it up? I'll I'll take Armando on. Vigo, will he accept the challenge? Oh, he 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 will accept the challenge really? for food. Well, he, I'm, I'm well, sure he will. Yeah. I mean, does, does he like to bet? Because you know, I, I like to do stuff for for betting purposes. Well, I mean, did did he not call in and, and get in the uh, the the OV sports that's handicapping contest? That's of course, true. he likes to bet. Uh, okay. All right. Good. You know. Well, you know, a lot of these guys are talk. I'm like, hey, yeah, like we'll, we'll go play one on one or we'll go do something. No, uh, no, no, just for fun, just for fun. No, if you think you're good at it, then let's you know put your money. Where I mean, he is. he he told me that they were the champs. Really? Over at the parties and that that they have all the time. They have his, cornhole his, champs. Yeah, his, his mm-hmm. boss actually bought cornhole and heads in his backyard now. Does he have a belt? Because he's fallen in love Does with it. Does he have a cornhole it. championship belt? I, not that I'm aware of, but he might. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't get that involved with him. Yeah. I wouldn't want a cornhole belt because it's probably maize and blue or something like that, and I hate those colors being a Buckeye fan. Why couldn't it be uh, <laughs> red and white with the yellow Nebraska corn? Could be that. Well, that's Think why I said that. maize. Yeah, that's maize. Because corn yeah. is maize. That is, that is a good point. <laughs> Frankie Beverly and maize. <laughs> Plus, Nebraska's colors is actually red. So it's I don't know. They're red and white, but they have the, they have the helmets that, you know, they have those goofy headdresses they wear with the yellow corn on the cob. Yeah, you ever they're, seen busy, that? they're busy suing the Big Ten right now. So. <laughs> exactly. they, they got more important things than cornhole on their right. mind. Quake, are you a cornhole guy? I love cornhole. Are you good at it, though? I think I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. I don't play. I don't play a lot, but when I play, it's not a hard sport to pick up. And are you better at that than Tetris? Well, well, why did you just sound like a Dos Equis cornhole commercial? <laughs> I don't play a lot, but when I do, oh, did I sound I think that I'm, way? I'm sorry. I think I'm pretty good. Is he the most interesting man <laughs> in the world? I just think it, it's one of those games you can just pick up and start playing any time. And well, so, so, but see, he's got an advantage. Yeah. Because if he gets close, he just jumps up and down, and then the quake makes it fall in the hole. I so, get him in the you know? hole. Yeah, that's illegal right <laughs> there. That, that, that's, that's what if my, I can't help it? That, that's like a foot fault, Frank. Don't you know that? You can't, you can't do that. And foot faults happen, but they're seldom called. I'm better, <laughs> better at cornhole than Tetris, and I wasn't a big Tetris guy. Yeah, I don't even know what Tetris is. I know it's we, a video game. It's we, a video game. We ripped on it many times, yeah. It's got that weird Russian. So you're ripping on Russian something you music. don't even know what it is? Well, no, I, I saw it on te- television, but I never played. Have you ever played Tetris? Uh, not not yeah. that much, but I Maybe mean, not you know. that much. You either play or you don't play it. I don't even know what it is. It's got like a weird soundtrack. I thought that was Pong. No, this Frank is and I used to play Pong. That's the original game. Exactly. The, the original <laughs> video game. That's it. Uh oh, it's starting to pick up speed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Damn, I missed it. You didn't have a Game Boy? <laughs> yeah, that that in that in the uh, old electric football, the Bobby Machado uh, favorite. There you go. Oh, that thing, yeah. You yeah. plug it in and yeah. the players just vibrate all yeah. over the place and, they and tip fall upside down. down. Exactly, yeah. There you go. And every time when you try a pass play, it didn't actually work or whatever, but you put the stupid little thing in. Yeah. And it does, I mean, it, yeah. yeah. It, thing. it was a horrible game, and yet everybody had it. Yeah. And we all kind of remember. I, I think the it only was fun innovative. Part, yeah, it was innovative. But it certainly wasn't state-of-the-art. And, and it took hours to play because you could only get a playoff maybe every five minutes because you had to set the guys back up again. What do you really think about on this tin thing? You know what I'm talking about, Quake? You're not I old enough. I love it. I've never played it. It was though. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It was this tin thing that we'd get mad and we'd, and we'd hit it and then the thing, there'd be a dent in the middle of it. And oh, yeah. You had to quit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it looked really nice with the NFL logo at, at the 50-yard line and everything. The end zones were yeah. painted. It was really nice. And then they came out with some, but like the hockey game, the, the table of hockey game, oh, that, yeah. that used to yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And then the handheld football thing, that you, once you got good at it, you just make 90-yard touchdown runs every time yeah. you do it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Now, my f- friend growing up, his dad would play a football game, and it was a card game. And he would use dice, yes. and like stat cards, yes. and he would run plays, and he kept kept like a little pen and paper, and kept stats. Yeah, and yeah we did that too. That he would good, play yeah. the heck out of that game. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I never played it. How about the paper football game? You know? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, many a study hall in between periods at school was spent doing that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if you had a really good thing, you'd flip it, and it would always go over somebody's head and hit somebody in the back of the head at the other table exactly. or whatever. Yeah, and, that's when you would get yeah. called to detention. Then, right? But yeah, then you get in trouble because somebody would curse at you or something in the library when there's no talking involved. <laughs> oh yeah, good old days. All we're doing is really telling people, yes, we're a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing here on a day with, with so many sports going on here today, and we're talking about paper football thank you very little there you go all right stanley cup playoffs western conference final game number three tonight five o'clock what do we expect to see from the golden knights uh i'm thinking under 
under and more under. Not many goals, but uh, look forward to it tonight. Golden Knights going to try to take a 2-1 lead in this series. Does it happen, Frank? Well, I mean, if, if Robin Leonard pitches a shutout, it'll happen again. I don't I mean, hear any ifs. Does, does it happen tonight? I, I think they're going to win. I, I think they're the better team in this series. I mean, they made some adjustments last game. They still don't have, even have their stars scoring goals yet. Uh, what impressed me more than the three goals last game, because, again, I mean, you, you do things right. You get put yourself in a good position. And Stasny got the first goal. The last goal was a beautiful goal. They got a little bit dirty in front of the crease. But what impressed me was the way that they completely shut down Dallas's offense. Because even in that first game when Dallas only had one goal, they still had some opportunities. Vegas made Dallas look kind of like they made uh, Vancouver look when they weren't getting any shots on goal. Let's be honest about it. Robin Leonard has four shutouts in his last four wins. He has them because he's not facing that many shots. Now, I know sometimes people go, well, if you don't face enough shots, the goalie can't get a rhythm for the game. And that can be true to a certain extent. But the object is to not face any more shots than you have to. And the Vegas Golden Knights defense and their defensive game plan completely took Dallas out of doing anything. In fact, they frustrated him. That's why Radulov and some other players were getting stupid penalties. They're not playing well right now. They don't know what's going on. If they continue to play defense like that, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Dallas Stars to win this series. All right. I look forward, and we expect Robin Leonard to be in goal again. Again, I don't think that we're going to see Mark Andre Fleury unless uh, there's a couple Golden Knights losses in a row or uh, a barrage of goals scored by the Dallas Stars. But, uh, you know, Leonard, like you said, uh, has been outstanding, four shutouts during this postseason. So he'll be in goal tonight. And uh, By the way, last goal to have four shutouts in a postseason? Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, I was going to say that. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. I got an interesting story related to the Golden Knights. Okay. So I'm watching a, uh, a series on the – I think it was on the NHL Network. It's called Inside the Bubble, where it's just a documentary about all the work that goes into the bubble. So they're in Edmonton, and there's a guy they hire to do a big mural with all of the teams that are in the Western Conference. And they had every – are you looking at it? Oh, okay, that's something else. Uh, sorry, so they're, um, they do this big mural, and they've got the captains from all of the teams that autographed the mural, and then they did, he did like a portrait of them. Golden Knights don't have a captain. Who is their official or unofficial captain that signed the mural? Mark Stone. Is that right? Yeah, Mark Stone okay. signed. He was the, for this mural, he was the Golden Knights captain, so just interesting i know it's not really it's kind of obvious he's probably going to be our captain but or their captain yeah. well pete DeBoer wants a captain yeah mark stone is the runaway right now favorite to be <laughs> right. that captain i do think it's interesting that they decided to put a captain on a mural of a team that doesn't have a captain right. and it, the, it's kind of like the nhl yeah. has named a captain right. for a captainless team a- absolutely and then we're talking about peter DeBoer naming a captain and we are in the western conference final here right so <laughs> at what point in time does he name a captain at this point you know, forget it next year you i know, think they're kind of season. forced to though because the mural has had all eight teams yeah. so it would have looked weird if vegas didn't have anything up the there, whole so. captain thing is overrated by the way they could have had a captain with you know. no number or name sure. on the jersey and just have a blank you know. face or something I, I think mark stone should do one of those captain morgan commercials now and just walk <laughs> in the bin and yeah. put his leg up yeah. and say i'm the captain but <laughs> I, this this captain thing it just it it has gotten me going a lot here in the past, and I'm not, not talking about just the NHL or any sport. I don't think you need to have a captain. You don't need to name a captain. It is overrated. And uh, I was actually up for a high school coaching job at one point in time, and um, they had a couple of the players that were in, in in the meeting, and they asked me my philosophy about you know captainship. And I said, well, I think, you know, the captain thing is overrated. You don't need that, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Everyone needs to be held accountable, responsible, this and that. And uh, the athletic director said, hey, that's a pretty good thought. But then the player said, we don't want this guy because I wanted to be the captain. No, I wanted to be the captain and this and that. And I was like, yeah, forget this guy. But, yeah, in, in all the teams that I've coached, I've never had a captain. Because, again, that shows hierarchy. I don't think you need hierarchy. And then, again, if you're, you know. Captain's a bozo. Or, I, it, again, it's just everybody should be treated equal, and I just don't see the need. What is a captain really, you know, for? I mean, you have a head coach. You know, that's your captain. That's your leader. 
So. Well, yeah, that's your head coach, but a captain, especially in the NHL, one thing that he does do is he's the guy who more or less talks to the officials when you're asking about a penalty or something else out there. He's the go-to guy when he's talking to players in the locker room. He can be that go-between between some of the players and the coach. And again, you're right, they don't need it, and that's what Vegas said the first three years they were, right. they were in existence. We have 23 captains in this locker room. But Pete DeBoer, one of the first things he said when he did come here was, I like a captain on a team. And a lot of people do, and a lot of people it's kind of a badge of honor to be one. So I don't think it's necessarily saying that you're not treating the other players equal or it's a hierarchy thing, and like this guy's the captain isn't the king or the dictator or something like that. It's just kind of a badge of honor and something that something that a lot of teams have just to have that go-to guy and yeah. that buffer. Because remember, in the NHL, there's the captain, and then there's all the also yeah. the assistants. The captain has the C, the other guys have the A for you know they're also there. And I think Vegas they 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 don't have a captain, but they do have those guys, and they rotate like six yeah. or seven different guys. It, it, to me, from a team perspective, it shows that one guy is more important than the other, but. The thing with the, where the captainship even started going way back was because of what you you hit on, because you would have to send a cat captain out, you know, for the coin flip in football, or you know, going through everything with with rules uh, prior to a basketball game, and that is the person. But all that has been thrown out the window now, as anybody can talk to an official, as we've seen now. It's not just a captain. We're going way back in the day. That's where it, it had to lie bet- between the officials. And the captain, it wasn't, you know, a coach or whatever. It couldn't just be any player. And we see that with the NBA. I mean, everyone's just, you know, mouthing off to everybody there at that point. And so, like, when I used to send people out, whether for baseball or basketball, I would send, you know, two different people out and rotate them. Like, okay, those are my captains. So if you have to talk to them, then they're the captains basically for the day. But that's really gone. You don't see that anymore. You no, really well, I mean, you still have people going out to the 50-yard line for the coin toss That's what and I'm that, saying. but there's a committee of them or but whatever. But you don't see the official saying, okay, everyone back off. I need to talk to your captain. Because remember way back in the day when a penalty would be accepted or not, the referee would have to talk to the captain. Now what do they do? They just they take the common sense factor like, okay, we know we're going to back it up 10 yards. Or they go, hey, coach, what do you want to do? And they're always looking at the coach. They're going this way, this way. They don't say, hey, 55, you're the captain. Come over here. And you make that determining you know, uh, no, a but there's a, but there's a lot, of, but there is a lot of times in football when you see the middle linebacker or somebody who kind of calls a defense into that or somebody. Oh yeah, who, he'll they'll, he'll they'll talk to the official and then they'll look at the sideline to the coach and ask, "What should we do? Do we want to take the penalty or take the down or or whatever like that?" So, and that's the other thing too. I mean, let's be honest, especially in the NFL. There used to be like six coaches. Now there's like 30 of them on there or something right, like that. So, right. you know, everybody's talking out there. I think there's more coaches than there are players and for crying out loud half the time. There you go. All right. When we come back, T.J. Reeves is going to join us, our man in Florida, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline reporter. They're getting ready for the Saints and the Buccaneers coming up. Looking forward to that uh, over the weekend. But uh, we will talk bubbles and a whole lot more on the other side. Check out his big stethoscope. Or not. It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. All right, we're going to give you an opportunity to jump on in our Picks for OV contest, Opportunity Village. It is the football contest, and everybody is welcome this year. It's only $50 to sign up, $95 for two. And guess what? If... You call today, like call now, put Quake on the clock here, 221-7283. We will give you a free entry into our Picks for OV contest. What you have to do is pick five NFL games against the spread, and you get a chance to win some valuable prizes, of course supporting a great cause at Opportunity Village, Las Vegas' favorite charity serving adults with intellectual disabilities. And uh, you can join myself Ballpark Frank, The Quake, Mayor Oscar Goodman is involved. Uh, we've got all kinds of great people. You said Forrest, Forrest Griffin. Griffin huh? yeah. He's in. Forrest Griffin won it. Uh, won it last year, and uh, and Scott Spritzer won it the year before, and I finished second to Scott Spritzer. You know, one thing else that you by might, two games you might not know about Forrest Griffin. He's a really good basketball player. Really, he is. Yes. There you go. So, yeah, if you want to uh, take us all on. So, free entry. Give us a call right now, 221-7283, and uh, we'll send you the information. Remember, five games against the spread starts this weekend, and you will be involved in our Picks for OV contest, 221-7283, the area code, of course, 702. Shocker that Spritzer won. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and a lot of people say, hey, well, you have he a should, professional in there. Yeah, you guys should get handicaps yeah, against ex- him. Exactly. But I can tell you, you know, Scott did really well the year that he won. But the other year, maybe not so much. So anything could happen. And that's the other thing about it. If you beat a Scott Spritzer, that's something to put on your resume and your mantle. I won and a professional was in there. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of the professional, he will join us tomorrow for our Best Bet segment. And, of course, we'll be at the Cosmopolitan, our Friday home. And, uh, yes, we will have our Best Bets coming back again starting tomorrow. Our three best college plays, three NFL plays. And, yes, we know it is a light docket on the college side. But, uh, yes, we must follow tradition. And uh, our Best Bets will be given out tomorrow at the Cosmopolitan. Of course, will be on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Some big lines tomorrow, too. A lot of big lines. And we see that normally, you know, early on here. All right. So let's get to it. As uh, we go to our man on the bubble, in the bubble, he is the man of all bubbles. Call him Lawrence Welk or whatever. There, see, we're dating ourselves there, there once again. He is the Buck sideline reporter and just all-around good guy of the Tampa Bay Airwaves, T.J. Reeves. What is up, my man? Always good to hang out with Initials Brother from another mother. You were going over all the contests uh, that you got tomorrow. You've already been on the Three Dog Thursday podcast espousing some wisdom on some underdogs. It is just great to have football back. It is going to be weird. There are not going to be fans. Uh, There will be fans in Kansas City tonight, but for the most part, there will not be fans at these NFL games or these college games. But at least we have football back. We got here. We got to September. We got to football, sir. There you go. You mentioned the Three Dog Thursday podcast. I got a chance to participate with you, so go ahead. And uh, now is your promo time to go ahead and tell our listeners all about it. First of all, you came strong. And you came strong on the Texans. What is it now, nine and a half or ten tonight? And And you even hinted they might win this game outright tonight and play spoiler and one of my colleagues, uh, Jason Powers, who has his own uh, stuff, uh, his own podcast, and a former college football player, he agreed with you. So you guys both think that Bill O'Brien will like be handcuffed, uh, electrical tape on the mouth. He will be he will be prevented from affecting the outcome of tonight's <laughs> game because you believe that they will actually have a chance to win tonight, TC. Yeah, I do. I like the Texans. Uh, let's remember what happened last year in this playoff game in January. The Texans jumped out to a twenty-four to nothing lead. Then, of course, they fell asleep at halftime. Got a little full of themselves in Kansas Don't City. in the second quarter. Exactly. Second quarter. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, and Kansas City came storming back and to win the game 51-31. But this is a team that has had this game circled on the calendar. You always have a little bit of a letdown from the Super Bowl team. I think this line is out of whack at 9.5. I think Houston covers this. I'm going to the window with it. I'll be on it straight. I'll be on it with a teaser. Probably won't have the cojones to, to go money line on it, but it would not surprise me if they win the game outright. Deshaun Watson signing that big contract. J.J. Watt is back healthy again. And let's remember, DeAndre Hopkins is gone. He's not part yep. of the Texans anymore, but they still have got some nice wide receivers, good running backs. And again, you've got Brandon Cooks. What is, what is this? His like third or fourth team in the last you know, three years or whatever, but the guy can still play. Uh, I do like the Texans to keep this game close. Uh, this is a rivalry. This is a revenge game for the Houston Texans. So, yes, I will take the Texans plus 9.5. Very interesting uh, on that game tonight for a couple of different reasons. I mean, one of them, there's been no preseason. I know you guys have been talking about this on the show, and we'll bring it back to the Buccaneers in a moment with this too. So nobody has seen what do people look like with their new teams, what do the Texans look like without Hopkins but with Cooks, or Randall Cobb, uh, as you mentioned, who's also now part of their their arsenal. Uh, you know what? What do the Chiefs look like in the pre? We don't know. It's a great unknown. We don't have that variable. And both quarterbacks cashed in with massive contracts. Which one of one of my theories has always been that the year that a player has gotten all of the money is a very dangerous year. Uh, because at that point you almost get comfortable. It's like it's like the line. What was it from uh, from Rocky Three, where Rocky is with uh, Mickey Burgess Meredith? He says, "You went and got civilized, Rock." <laughs> In other words, you got a family, you got money, you got a house. You went and got civilized. You know, you got soft. So you you just wonder what that does to Mahomes or to Watson, and uh, especially when Mahomes has won the championship. He just got engaged. 
So there's a lot going on besides just get out there and go win games and prove yourself. And, and uh, at this point, so and, we'll see. We'll and, let's, see. and let's remember that was probably one of the worst Rocky movies uh, all, all time. And, and what was well, so no. bad? Wait, 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 wait. Rocky hold on. Five. Rocky yes. Five is like Secretariat in the Belmont, and then you got to pan back to the left with the camera to find the rest of the Rocky. That's, That's how bad Rocky Five was. Yeah, I so. I totally agree with you with that. But you're know, setting up that ring in a ballroom and uh, the high society training in that Rocky Three. You're right. That was atrocious. <laughs> That was sickening. You went and got civilized, oh, Rock. That's good. <laughs> but was, was that the one where James Brown made an appearance in Rocky Three? Uh, that's that, four. That was four. four. There where you Apollo go. Creed goes down to yeah. Drago if he yeah. dies. Yeah, yeah exactly. he dies. Coming to yeah, America. There exactly. it is. All right, so let's let's go around here and uh, uh, Frank. Let's get your thoughts on tonight's game, the opener. Uh, Kansas City, almost a double-digit favorite against the Texans tonight. Well, I mean, so many times you see a team that comes off a Super Bowl and then, you know, they, they do have a little bit of a flat spot. Maybe they've been celebrating a little bit. I'm curious to see. They got also, the rings uh, earlier this week. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm also curious to see because I know you guys were talking about the uh, the home field advantage and, you know, that's usually good for three points or depending on the talent and the environment and that. Arrowhead is one of those places that's known to be a very difficult place to win in. But, um, you know, how does that change without fans or very limited fans out there? Yeah, you still have the field and the wind conditions and, you know, that kind of stuff but i'm curious to see how that plays out as well so i'm kind of leaning towards with you right now i do think kansas city probably wins this game but that's a pretty big number for a team that's uh you know that has been celebrated and they're going to be playing in a strange unusual environment uh they do have the first game of the season so they know everybody's going to be looking at them but uh i I certainly don't think houston wants to come in there and be embarrassed on opening night tj reeves which side you on here uh, I, I think this is about right. I like Kansas City something like by 10, like 34-24. So it, there will be a lot of points in this game, but I think the line is about right. And I, I, I would stay away just because I think they're close enough uh, on that. I mean, if it was, if it was uh, Kansas City only by three, uh, that, that would, you know, I'd be all over that. If it was Houston getting 13, which you rarely see something that high in the NFL, I would be more interested in that. But, uh, you know, you're, hey, you're the doctor. You're there in Vegas. You're at the Cosmopolitan tomorrow. We may be bowing to you this time tomorrow that you got the Texans right, right uh, off the bat. So, we'll, we'll as an underdog, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But these woulda, coulda, shoulda lines that you're giving us here, I mean, come on, man. This isn't hypothetical. <laughs> We're going to the window and the line's nine and a half. So, I don't want to I would here. love to know with all your vast research, when is the last time in the Thursday night open for the Super Bowl champ that they were a double digit favorite? Because a lot of times it's a great matchup. I bet it's been rare, if ever. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And that's why uh, we're talking about this. Now, I know we have college football as well tonight. And I know you have a little opinion about this. The Miami Hurricanes, your boys down there in Florida, Manny Diaz, excuse me. Quake, bring me the turnover chain. I need to wear the turnover chain for the rest of this segment. (laughs) That's right. Put this turnover chain and just... All the way down, man. That's make a heavy. Sure that's a heavy turnover change. Make sure right. it's sanitized. Unless the Canes aren't going to get more than one turnover, then you don't got to worry about that's sanitizing true. the turnover. Are they going to sanitize time. that? Is good. And by the way, Quake, do we still have that sanitizer that we had in here a couple months ago when COVID <laughs> first hit? Tell tell our audience about that that sanitizer. You we still the, the George Foreman yes. hand sanitizer. Yes, from two thousand and two. Yeah, two thousand and two was the expiration date. We we got rid of that one immediately. Like motor oil. Yeah. <laughs> it was the expiration date. Wait, wait, wait. It was the expiration date on the sanitizer, not on George Foreman. He has not expired. He is still around in twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, but yes, it's a good it's a good point yeah. there on that. But yeah, so for the for that college game tonight, which will be equally uh, interesting to keep an eye on. Yes, most of the country will be will be much more glued uh, to the Chiefs and the Texans. But UAB getting fourteen points. See, there's a line that's out of whack to me. Because if Miami was favored by, like, a touchdown, I wouldn't touch that game. But UAB getting two touchdowns when they played last week and they won, they've got a lot of returning players from a team that won their division in Conference USA last year. They played in the Conference USA title game. They played a game last week, got an excellent running back in Spencer Brown. As long as UAB does not turn the ball over for that turnover chain, I think they're right in this game. And again, to plug off of Three Dog Thursday, our buddy Jason Powers, who played for UAB, they got to go find the video on YouTube. Search the video, Three Dog Thursday, and look at Jason Powers pulling out the UAB helmet from 25 years ago when he played. He couldn't put it on his head, but he had the helmet out. I, I think the Blazers plus the 14 is the play tonight, uh, TC, 
against those Miami Hurricanes in the in the big marquee college game of the night. See, I can't get this vision out of watching UAB play against Lane Kiffin's last game there at Florida Atlantic, and they he got drilled. They they were non competitive. It was it forty to six, forty eight to six, or something like that. And it was bad. I, I was I was on UAB that day, and I looked at this team. I go, this is embarrassing, and I just cannot get that out of of my head. Well, there were two. Okay, so let me talk to you off the ledge a little bit. There were two factors with that. One, Kiffin had already taken the Ole Miss job, right. and he basically told his team, I'm taking the Ole Miss job. This is the last ride, the last dance like the Bulls. Let's go out here and kill these guys at home. And the second thing is UAB's quarterback, their star quarterback, or their starting quarterback, right. was injured, and they were trying to hide that a little bit. And once they got behind by two touchdowns, with a gimpy QB that, that could not throw the ball, it became an avalanche. So all of those things being said, let's see if it's different. I totally get that UAB is, is walking into Miami that's got a huge talent difference. Uh, but the, the Blazers, again, I can't emphasize enough, played a game last week. Yeah, but it was and, and that, 45 to, to 35. Kind of 45 yeah, to 35. They gave up, th- they they gave up five touchdowns against right, Central Arkansas. Want- I'll give you one more because I know you want to talk Buccaneers with yeah. me. The Miami Hurricanes were a double-digit favorite five times last year. Yeah. They were 1-4 and four against the number as a double-digit favorite, and they lost three of the games outright. So you can be scared to take UAB all you want, but I am not scared, my friend. I am going UAB Blazers. I'm taking the 14 and Manny Diaz. And the uh, and the Kings with the new quarterback, Derek King, the transfer from Houston, right. they got to prove me wrong. Uh, and they're, a, they're a better team. This Manny Diaz second year, they're a better team this year. I think we'll see what happens. But I'm going to be flipping back and forth. I definitely will. Well, we also know that. Let, let's be honest about it. The line is to try to get action on both sides yep. for the sports book out there. And do you think maybe this line is that inflated because they know that the novice fan hears and knows a lot more about Miami than they do about UAB? So maybe they just are pumped up a little bit because they figure Miami's going to get some action regardless. Did it move in the last two or three days? Because I think it was around 14, yeah. 13 and a half, 14. I think it's pretty well stayed there. So most of yeah. the public is not betting Miami to bet it down, right, guys? So right. you would you would think that would be the case. But we will see. We will see. Uh-oh, breaking news, TJ Reed. Uh-huh. We always have breaking news when you're on with us. <laughs> Do you believe Houston guard Daniel House, and D-A-N-U-E-L, why he spells it that way, I have no idea. Uh, no relation to Eddie House, I believe. Uh, but Daniel House, possible bubble infraction here. They say it's not COVID-related, guys. He did not play in Game 3, will not play tonight as the Rockets take on the Lakers in the bubble. He's averaged 11 points per game during the playoffs. He's the sixth man on this Rockets team. He's basically been coming in spelling Westbrook. So no Daniel House for possible bubble infraction. TJ Reeves, you're in the bubble. You're outside of the bubble. What's the infraction? What What are we hearing? We don't know. And they got that narc line that is still going with the playoffs ongoing where you can narc on your fellow players, which is the snitch line or whatever you want to call it. So something has obviously happened with that, and there have been a couple of guys that have been caught on the snitch line uh, earlier in the in the situation. And, and again, we should, for the T.C. Martin audience here in Las Vegas, we should let you know it's not, it's not exactly like these guys are hunkered down in the hotel and they are only hotel to the bus to the arena back to the hotel. They have a five-star luxurious Disney hotel with all the amenities that is only theirs. Uh, for these players and for the staff, there's no one else allowed in any of the, the workout facility, the ballrooms uh, that they have for different stuff, the gaming rooms that they have, all of the different things that they have set up. They have access to the Disney golf course, or they have they have access to all kinds of things. As long as they stay in those designated areas and don't venture off the reservation, if you will, you're good. There's no so need if, to. Re- if something right. is up, then that's what he did. He left the general area for whatever reason, and and we need to find out. We need to get on the investigation, T.C. Well, there it is, T.J. Reeves. We have it. Our on-the-spot reporter, here he is, Ballpark Frank, has the lowdown. Yes, uh, there is some breaking news on this. This is according to the score in a story by Jonathan Savetta, and it reports that he actually didn't leave the bubble, but apparently 
He allowed a female COVID-19 tester to come in and enter his room and spend some time with her in the room, in the bubble. Were they so, testing? So were they testing? I don't know exactly what was they were doing. Was it a quiz? Doing. Was it an exam? I don't know if they were, using the, I don't know if they were using the swab or something else, but whatever they were doing, uh, apparently he let a female COVID-19 tester into his room, and that uh. is why he is in trouble. They didn't actually leave the bubble, but the bubble kind of came to him. So were they and trying that, to? And, were and they trying like to say you cannot make this up? Yeah. In other words, they've been looking for the for the for the female COVID tester for several hours, and then they figured out what happened. So what so, I want to know here, guys, uh, was he trying to uh, stump the swab? Is that, <laughs> it, it, come it, on, it, that was good. It, 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 come it, on, Quake, give me some love on that one. It, it's possible that he was doing that. He is averaging the eleven. Slowest point, drummer in the world. He is averaging eleven point four points a game. Uh, apparently, he wanted to score a little bit off the court as well. <laughs> exactly. Well, and the other and the other thing is the Rockets are two games uh, away from being able to all break quarantine. So it's not like you got to wait much longer here. Two more losses. And okay. There you go. All right. Tonight, the Lakers favored by five. Is is tonight the night that the Rockets uh, decide to play a little bit of defense? Probably not. LeBron had, what, 26, 36, 46 in the first half the other night? Yeah. Uh, they're highly motivated. They're going to win. They're probably going to win easily in these next two. Again, the Rockets can have plans for whatever they would like to do next week because they're not going to be around much more. All right, TJ Reeves joins us live from Tampa. The Bucks sideline reporter, huge game coming up this weekend. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski's debut with the Bucks. Tell us what they're going to be wearing, what they're going to be doing as they are taking on the Saints in New Orleans. You're going to be on the road. You're actually going to be on the sideline. Are they going to allow you on the sideline? Do you have to go masked? Do you have to get you got to get swabbed no yourself? Line, What's no the deal? Sideline access for anybody other than players, coaches, and staff. So the sideline reporters like me, and even on network TV. I mean, you're going to see this tonight when you watch this Chiefs Texans game. That even though there are fans there. Uh, Michelle Tafoya, the sideline reporter for NBC, will not be on the field. She'll be in the first row of the seats because, again, it is heightened COVID guidelines and security. So there's not going to be anybody on the sideline, including yours truly, for now while the season is going on. The closest we can get is the lower bowl in the front row to report on things. No access to coach interviews at halftime. No access to the locker room for anybody after games or the tunnel, you can't even be in that area. So it's definitely uh, different. And uh, and the and the Bucks have acknowledged. Okay, you know we understand all of this, but let's let's remember one very important thing: the Superdome is as big a home field advantage as there is in the NFL, especially uh, in this kind of rivalry game where the Saints have gotten the better of the Buccaneers on a consistent basis. So the fact that there's not seventy five thousand going berserk. In the Superdome is advantage Buccaneers because there will be no fans in New Orleans for this opening game, um, and and it's the it's the opening of the Tom Brady era in Tampa Bay, which I still cannot say without a smile in the voice. That is just hard to fathom, but we we have to get used to this. When once we watched Joe Montana play for the Chiefs or Peyton Manning play for the Broncos or Brett Favre with the Jets in the Vikings colors. Now here you go with Tom Brady suiting up for somebody other than the New England Patriots, and how wild. It's my Buccaneers getting ready to go play the Saints, and uh, and we'll see what this looks like on Sunday. You know, I remember when the, the day that we got news that Brady was going to be a Buck officially, we had you on, and now here we are. <laughs> you know, months later, uh, it's coming. It's here. It's ready to go. Obviously, a lot of anticipation with Buck fans there. I'm going to be interested to see, and I, I think the Bucks will do well this year. I think they, you know, I think Brady's going to be fine. Uh, I, I'm not buying the age. I think they've got enough weapons, and uh, I hope they do because it'll make things very, very interesting, especially in that. Division. All right, something interesting on the breaking news. I don't know if Quake's got the breaking news sounder, but I've got more. Bre- there it is, right on cue. No one better. Boy, the staff, the staff is on it today. <laughs> I like the fact that Quake was on it more for me than for you. That that says a lot about your relationship. That's a whole other conversation. Uh, Well, sorry. Thanks, TJ Reeves, joined us. We got out of time now. (laughs) Mike Evans, fantasy alert, Buccaneer alert. Mike Evans did not practice for the second consecutive day with a strained hamstring. He is going to be a game-time decision. Bruce Arians has made that clear that it's going to go all the way up until Sunday as to whether or not he can play or not in this one. 
And it's concerning because Evans finished the year last year with a hamstring injury and missed the final three games. And that is a significant deal if he's not there to draw double teams, go down the field. He's a big play, vertical-type receiver with a big body, long arms, leaping ability. So if he's not there, that's advantage state. So keep an eye on Mike Evans' availability. Uh, the Bucks again, still have plenty of targets like Chris Godwin. You mentioned Gronk. O.J. Howard's a big target. But that, that would be a blow if he is not there for this matchup. All right, brother. We appreciate uh, the time, my friend. Enjoy the game this weekend. Enjoy the games tonight. Yep. We'll look forward to it. And, again, the Three Dog Thursday podcast. Go find yes. it on all your podcast platforms, <laughs> and you can see yours truly yes. live via Zoom along with well, TJ All Reeves. we will say is they need to see what your background is on the Three Dog Thursday <laughs> video roundtable because I was just shaking my head. You were definitely old school with your background, your Zoom background. They need to go see it. Yes. Search for Three Dog Thursday on YouTube. we got the link out on social media. And TC's dropping some knowledge and some underdogs. I love it. I love being on with you uh, anytime. Happy football. Happy football being back. Let's enjoy it while we have it. Let's there you go, it. brother. I appreciate it. All right, TJ. Thanks, live. All right, TJ there Reeves. There he is from Tampa. And go check out the podcast, Three Dog Thursday. It's a ritual. It's a tradition. It happens each and every Thursday. I was glad to be on with him as we recorded that yesterday. So go check it out. All right, we come back. We'll uh, take a look at the rest of the schedule for tonight. Hello, I'm Stephanie. I'm from Germany. Yip, yeah, yo, Schweinebacke. When I'm in America, I'm listening to TC Martin Show. All right, a little congrats out there to Ed Yasumoto, my guy. There you go. You're in the Picks for OV contest. That's right. Get to go head-to-head with Ballpark Frank, myself, and the rest of the crew, and the celebs and everybody. Picks for OV, Opportunity Village Charity Football Contest. We'll have some more we'll give away tomorrow. And if you don't get a chance to win, it's only $50, and it goes to a great cause. $50 for one sign-up, $95 for two. Entries must be in by 9-11 at 5 p.m. All right? And uh, we'll send you the weekly the weekly link so that's tomorrow. on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, it's, tomorrow is 9-11. Tomorrow is 9-11, yeah. Five games against uh, the, the point spread. Top three finishers will be awarded some great prizes like staycations, golf, food, beverages, and a whole lot more. So check it out at picksforov.com. So a lot of loyal listeners have uh, signed up here, so uh, we'll look forward to that. Don't forget, we've got our Best Bet segment each and every Friday that we have on the show. Come on out and visit us at the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas tomorrow in the sports book. So we look forward to that. Uh, we're, we're back at it last week uh, with that. So uh, talked a lot of VGK. And I know we'll talk a lot Golden Knights tomorrow as we recap tonight's game number three. Yeah, and boy, what an interesting game last night uh, in, in the NHL as well with Tampa Bay basically stealing the game when they didn't play all that well. Mm-hmm. Only had nine forwards at the end of that game because they only started 11. They had seven defensemen. Kalorn gets knocked out of the game for a hit, which he's got a hearing today, so we'll see if he's eligible for tomorrow. And Braden Point, who's had some injury problems this year, he left the game. He tried to come back in it. I was actually surprised to see him back on the ice. I'm surprised that he passed concussion protocol yesterday in the game because he really looked very shaky. Uh, He was not looking good. If Point's out, that's a big loss for them. Yeah, Tampa Bay uh, was out watching that game last night with a diehard Tampa Bay Lightning fan, and Oh, man, this is going to go T. It's a little scary. You know, 1-1, and then the goal with seven seconds left in the contest. Boom. Uh, put Tampa up two games to none in this series. And uh, crazy game. Another low-scoring game. And I know we yesterday we thought, okay, how many goals can Tampa score? Because we saw eight games in game one, and then, man, it was another low-scoring game last night. Yeah, but like we did mention yesterday before that game, uh, remember, the Islanders were coming off. Right. They had to travel. Uh, everything was set up perfect for Tampa Bay. They think I, I think they only had one shot that wasn't on goal. There were some blocked ones as well. And yesterday, they were shooting wide and high, and it wasn't nearly as good a game for them. And they literally sold that game. Kucherov with 7.8 seconds left, like you mentioned, gets the game-winning goal. Uh, the Islanders outplayed him in that game. But again, hockey's a crazy game. The better team doesn't always win. That was a game that the Islanders should have had to tie the series up. Now they're down 2 nothing. Like we said, a crazy wild day and night of sports as you have NBA playoff games tonight, NHL playoff games, NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, WNBA, the Aces in action tonight against the Minnesota Lynx. A big game for the Aces tonight as they actually have a shot at uh, – 
securing the best record in, in the WNBA and the number one seed. And they've got three games left. They go tonight against the Lynx, then the Sparks, and then close it against the Seattle Storm, the current number one seed. U.S. Open Tennis, PGA Tour, all on the same day. Uh, this is crazy. So the question is, what is the most interesting thing that you want to watch tonight? Well, I mean, I'm probably going to get carpal tunnel because I'm going to be doing a lot mm-hmm. of channel surfing. Obviously, I'm going to watch the Vegas Golden Knights. I want to get a feel for the NFL. But, you know, I'm a big tennis fan. And yeah. watching uh, Brady, who uh, an up-and-coming American player who looks like she's got a bright future ahead of her playing Osaka. She's actually got the kind of game that could possibly beat her. Then on the other side, you have Serena and Victoria Azarenka playing. Two moms, both Grand Slam champions. Of course, Serena, arguably the greatest player of all time. So uh, I'm going to be watching the tennis a lot as well. It's just my finals of the U.S. Open, so I will definitely be tuned into that. But uh, I'll, I'll try to check out a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, I love to have my little. I have my last four channels, and I can go back and and hit all that. So definitely, we'll be watching the Golden Knights. That's at five o'clock face-off. We've got the NBA game tonight with the Rockets and the Lakers. Uh, Peruse maybe a little Major League Baseball, and uh, yeah, I'm interested in the tennis tune. And of course, I, I do want to check out the Miami UAB game for a while just to see what, like you said, what football is going to look like, uh, what college football is going to look like. Uh, again, you know, they are going to have some fans there. And then tonight, of course, the marquee game is the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Houston Texans, which I do like the Texans in this game. So, yeah, we've got about four or five things really to, to dial in. And the Aces, what am I talking about? I need the last five, the last six channels is what I need. How am I going to do this? I have to record something and then watch it later. I don't know, but I have to watch the Aces tonight. My TV gives me like the last eight or something like that. So yeah. I, I got plenty of them that I can look at. So yeah, yeah. So Plus, if I don't, I have all the numbers memorized anyhow to know what to go to. So. Exactly, exactly. Me too. All right, so there you have it. All right, so tomorrow again, join us at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Uh, we'll be at the sports book. Good time there again. Cosmopolitan, our Friday home, great place. For dining and usually entertainment, hopefully the entertainment will be back very, very soon. But uh, if you haven't checked out Block 16 yet, get up to Block 16. Frank, we're going to have to introduce you to Hattie B's Chicken. Yeah, it sounds good. By the way, entertainment, have you been in that sports book? (laughs) Everything on there tonight? There's entertainment all over the Cosmopolitan. Head on down there. This is true. Beautiful book, TV screens everywhere, and just have your head on a swivel. Exactly, yeah. All right, going to have our head on a swivel tonight, no doubt about it. All right, so are you going to go to the window with me and take a shot at the Texans tonight? No. Come on, I know you said you agreed with me. Why not take a shot with the Texans? Well, first off, I said I leaned that way, but uh, I'm kind of with... Um, I thought you were walking this way. With T.J. Reeves there, I, I, I think that this line actually is pretty close. I wouldn't... I don't know if there's better betting opportunities. I haven't looked that close. I better because we need the picks for our best bets in that. But um, I would not touch this game because I think it is pretty close. It just seems like a lot of points for me in an opening game against a team that could be having a Super Bowl hangover. Then again, maybe they're motivated because, hey, we're the marquee feature on the opening night, so let's go get it done. Golden Knights, a $1.65 favorite again tonight. They get it done? I, I think like, they win the game, but again, I, I, I wouldn't bet it either because all these games have been yeah. so close. And, you know, I, I, I hate to sound like a broken record here, but the team that scores first so frequently seems to win these games. Total five and a half tonight. All right. Appreciate TJ Reeves for joining us from Tampa, the Buck Sideline reporter. Quake, thank you very much, my friend. Uh, you'll be here tomorrow. We'll be on the road. And of course, Ballpark Frank will be live at the Cosmopolitan. Everyone, have a great evening. Go to the website. You miss. Any of the latest interviews, the shows, the blogs, it's all there at tcmartinshow.com.